Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Melissa Funk, founder of Lynn and Leon Designs. Hey, Melissa, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Drew. I'm so excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about Lynn and Liana Designs. Yeah, so we're a four and a half year old company. Me, my husband, my mom, and my dad started this in in our basement in Canada. We didn't have anything else to do. It's cold here, and uh, we thought we'd give it a try starting a business. We design and manufacture resin accented cheese boards and serving trays. It seems like like a very small niche or a very small idea, but it really has turned into something quite big in four and a half years. We design and, and pour cheese boards every day, all day with a team of 20 plus people and uh, we ship ship them all around the world. It's um, it's a really fun thing, but I just can't believe the journey that it has taken us on. That's awesome. For everyone listening, these are the cutting boards and cheese boards that you've probably seen on social media that look like they've got like a wave coming on the handle mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're super cool. Well, tell me a little bit about your background and why you decided to start the company. Yeah, so to be honest, I actually never wanted to um, run a business. That was not my goal. My goal in life was to be a stay-at-home mom and to um, raise my children and uh, be at home with the kids. But uh, my husband, my mom, and my dad had other plans. They've always been very entrepreneurial. So we kind of started the business together. We are really good family friends with the manufacturers of the resin that we use. So they are locally produced and shipped worldwide. So they introduced it to us and they told us how beautiful this resin was and how much more beautiful it can turn something into. So they said, why don't you just give it a try? Try it on like boards, on serving trays. So we went into our garage, started pouring these boards and we quickly realized how beautiful they really did become. And we thought maybe there is a niche market for us with the um, serveware industry, finding something that's beautiful to look at and is stunning for your kitchen, but is also functional at the same time. So we gave it a try. We put it on social media. That was my job. I was already at home with my first child. I went on Instagram and started a website and posting about it. And sure enough, um, it started blowing up. People from all around the US found us, found our products. They bought our products. They them in their stores as wholesalers and they just couldn't keep them on their shelves and fast forward four years now i'm the ceo of the company running it along with my husband and my parents and uh never would have dreamed i'd be here but i found a new part of myself basically a new confidence a new set of skills uh, leadership skills and all of that that is um continually uh growing me every day so it's it's really cool how this all came to be yeah you guys have quite a big team now Yes, we do. Yeah, much bigger. We can never do it on our own. No way. Our team is where our team is how we've been able to grow and expand as quickly as we have. So how did you get started? You came up with like one or two key products or what was the initial journey looking like? You know what? We honestly, we had no systems. We had no market interest or no market ideas because this was such a new thing. We knew people liked cutting boards, the cheese boards for their charcuterie because that was already trending four or five years ago. So we tried it out on various sizes of boards that we could buy just even from our local department store. So we did every color under the sun, tried to figure out what would be our best colors, the best colors started looking like blacks, navies, golds, ocean, very much an ocean style um, is a big trend. So started really streamlining once we found those, um, found those bestsellers. 
and started streamlining our sizes and styles we offer. So now we have eight different colors and about six different styles of serving trays and, and cheese boards. So those work really great for us. But basically it was you just you you throw one product out there and see how it lands and then and then learn from everyone going forward. So um, with kind of like a new product in a new market, what uh, like what strategies did you guys use to kind of get it out there in front of people and what was like successful? Yeah, it's a great question. So we did start out just thinking retail, um, our uh, retail direct to consumer, because that's what we knew worked for a lot of products. We started our shop, our, our website store, which turned into a Shopify store and then posting on social media. And that worked well. We got a lot of local sales from that. And then through Instagram, all of a sudden we had someone uh, shoot a message into our DMs and it was a wholesaler from New York, a Jewish gift store. And she said, hey, would you be interested in wholesaling for, uh, could I wholesale from you? Could I buy six boards or whatever and sell them in my store and see if my customers like it? And that was the first step that it took for us to actually start selling B2B. And once she had the product in her store, about 10 other stores in her community all messaged us within the next week saying i need your boards i need your boards and i want to try selling them and kind of from there it snowballed but then really where we turned our business into took it from a hobby into a business was when we decided to go to wholesale trade shows wholesale trade shows was really where we took off we threw all of our pennies in a basket went to america's martin atlanta and uh and gave that our all thought you know what if we come away with orders and sales and a bit of profit, then we'll continue on. If we don't, then we'll stop altogether. But sure enough, we've got 30 to 40 stores from that and had to go home and make all the product and we're bursting at the seams. That's awesome. Yeah. So what percentage of your business would you say is wholesale versus direct to consumer? So right now, about 80% would be wholesale and 20% would be retail. And uh, it kind of fluctuates. Like, I mean, we started our business just before the pandemic started. And then through the pandemic, we saw so many of our customers, wholesale customers, shut down their stores for a period of time or indefinitely. So then it basically became about 60 to 70% retail. And that was booming for us on Shopify. We were just selling off the shelves, especially during Christmas time. Everyone was shopping online and that was doing incredibly well for us. And then um, wholesale was obviously struggling more because people weren't going in person to sell or to purchase their products and their gift items. But it, it, then again, now we see it shifting. Wholesale is definitely our, our, our moneymaker and our bread, you know, where we um, can continue our business. And that's probably where we're going to continue seeing the growth. But you never know. Life throws crazy things at you sometimes. So our our main goal is to be agile and work with whatever we uh, whatever comes our way. That's awesome. Are you in any big retailers right now? We are. We're in quite a few. So um, we're in Macy's, Bloomingdale's, um, and where else would we be? A lot of really high end hotels and uh, and um, a lot of corporate gifting. That's some some really big player names that we've worked with. I'm not even allowed, sure if I'm allowed to say it, but we've worked with Facebook, Adobe, Photoshop before and uh, have done some mock-ups for different companies like Google and past presidents even. So it's been uh, it's been really cool. Um, we also have worked with celebrities too. So that's something, something that I have found we learned a lot from and got a lot of sales from. Yeah, I hopped on your Instagram earlier and I saw that you had a, a section on there of uh, some celebrity endorsements that you have. What, what was it like, like getting that all set up? 
You know what? It was it was kind of crazy how it all happened. We were approached by someone who thought we'd be a good fit for a um, Grammy gift bag. So um, giving boards to the Grammys. We did that. We sent our boards off to the nominees of the Grammys and that did exceptionally well for us. We just got so much PR from it, some so much exposure. And so we didn't see many sales come from it that particular time. But then the second time around, we we sent off 25 boards to 25 different celebrity moms for Mother's Day in 2021. So they were new moms. Uh, they were getting a gift package. And the value of those gift bags were just in- unbelievable. The amount of people that partnered and gave away their, their products to these celebrities. We sent off our boards, hoping for something, watching all of our celebrity moms um, through their stories, seeing if they post about us. And um, we didn't get anyone posting about us, but we did end up getting Megan Trainer, who loved our products. She um, became a huge fan, ended up purchasing more with her family and ended up purchasing a massive order for her TV uh, talk shows that she was doing, um, a food show she was doing for all her cast and crew. And so the profit that we were able to make from that order paid for above and beyond what we you know, sent out when we originally sent out the 25 boards. And yeah, it's been really cool. I got a couple conversations with her and it really was a great new way for us to market our products in a way that we never thought, you know, we'd have an opportunity to do. So it was very cool. That's awesome. I feel like kind of on the on the flip side of that, though, you know, you'd think that if you got your product chosen as a gift bag for the Grammys, you'd think like that, that this is it. This is what's going to take our business to the next level mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and then it, it doesn't. So like what, what goes through your mind when that happens? Oh, well, a lot of emotions for sure. That's kind of my downside as a leader. I, I'm very emotional. And then maybe my husband would be more financial and would look at the numbers to see what's, you know, what's worth it. I think just the fact that we are able to use, you know, in some ways we're able to use the names that we're able to give um, the boards to, that has really benefited us um, in the marketing and, and just giving us credibility. But um, it's definitely a risk. And that's what business is all about is taking risks. Marketing and the way that you market your products is changing all the time. You know, ad spend and Google Facebook, it's just tanking, you know, we always have to find new ways to bring exposure to our brand. And so that's a risk we're willing to take. And if it makes sense to to send products, then we do. And we just try not expecting anything, but learning from it, right? That's the only thing we can do is take away um, that is concrete stuff is what we learn from that from that risk. Yeah, exactly. I know you mentioned that you got started just before COVID hit. How has COVID affected your business as a whole? Well, with the change to the, you know, completely demographic, complete demographic change from, you know, selling mostly to wholesale, a little bit on our online store to then basically most of our wholesale going away, all of our trade shows stopping. Um, We used to do, you know, we do six shows a year. We're doing more this year than ever before for all of that gone for a year. We had to find different ways to market ourselves and, and originally, when we started our business, we were only on a very small, very inconvenient website. It, was, it wasn't really set up for an online um, D2C brand. And so we switched over to Shopify as soon as the pandemic hit. And, uh, and that gave us so much flexibility to really take our brand to the next level and to read analytics and get to, to know our customers a little better. So, so that was excellent for us. I mean, we always are hoping that retail goes back to what it was during the pandemic, but also keeping our, re- our wholesale. Um, not sure if that's very plausible, but uh, it's definitely a goal. The um, definitely a goal. But uh, yeah, we just gotta 
roll with the times and just remember where we started. We started with our wholesalers really taking us um, and helping us build our, our brand. And, and there are there are customers that, you know, really made it for us. So continuing building those relationships, getting those returned orders, you know, our, you know, returning orders. That's that's really what what makes us grow at the end of the day. When you have kind of that bisected set of customers almost do you find that one is better than the other in terms of like feedback and like product development and kind of figuring out new designs and new products versus the other that's a really good question i've ever been asked that before but i would say um for sure our wholesalers are more invested because at the end of the day they need to make money too if we can do better um better you know send out better products launch better products or products that fit their their demographic better then they're going to make more money they're going to you know be able to sell our boards for more and they will provide amazing feedback we often go to some of our, our our oldest customers and send them product or get feedback from them before we even launch anything because we want to know that this is actually solving a need that they have or something that this would you know be beneficial for their customers so definitely our connection with our with our um, wholesale customers is very, very tight knit. In retail, we do also get a lot of people engaged, um, but it would it would not be the ones as much on social media as it would be um, the ones that are in our emails, getting our emails every week, getting our texts every week. They're the ones that will respond and and give us the information that we need to hear. So we love everyone. We love any sort of feedback. And uh, kind of the cool thing about being a four and a half year old company is that we are still able to be agile enough to come up with a new product or give something, you know, a few customers have been asking, well, let's maybe put that in production and give that a try. And, and so that's kind of um, something that's special about us. Yeah, I like that. What advice would you give to someone who is looking to kind of start a business like this? I support finding the people around you that you need to support you in this. For you know, example, I would never have been able to do this without all of the others uh, on our team. I mean, I wouldn't have started the business on my own anyways, but uh, having the four of us owners really has been what was able to take us so far so quickly. And then the team that we build as we could, you know, start putting people on payroll, they've taken us um, incredibly far. And uh, so finding support, finding good family support. I mean, if you have kids, it adds a whole extra layer of uh, you just need to be more creative with how you spend your time and um, make your time, put your time in. So great supports, really great leaders. We have a business coach and um, and he is, um, this person is very, very um, helpful to us. And he leads us, guides us and um, teaches us what he knows from past businesses. And so he's helped us grow incredibly well. And just finding uh, people in the market that you're interested in and connecting with them and asking them how they how they did it. I mean, no problem is new under the sun. So someone has done something out there before that will help you learn and how to help you speed up your your launch and your growth. Yeah, awesome. It's actually interesting because I've I've asked this question at least twenty times now, and I don't know that anybody has actually mentioned having a business coach. And I think that um, having someone outside of your business who can give you advice is incredibly valuable because in a lot of ways your business is is like your baby uh, and sometimes you don't want to see the flaws in it um, and so having someone on the outside who's been there and can kind of give you that advice is immensely valuable someone that's emotionally distant right and who just looks at the numbers who who helps us um through the day-to-day -day tasks yeah very important i would say
probably one of the most important things that we've done in our business. Yeah, that's awesome. So where do you see the business going in the next five years? I love that question. I'm a dreamer naturally. That is my that is my forte. I love dreaming, dreaming big, dreaming blue sky, whatever you know thing we can think of. I don't see it as too big. So for us, I would say um, continually growing our wholesale industry. So we do mostly our business within the U.S., some in Canada, and then do um, sell our product within Europe and dabbling into the Middle East and Japan and Korea. So um, we're starting our expansion internationally. And that's very exciting for us. I mean, we're flying out to Dubai with me, my kids, my husband and my parents next month for a two week trip for our business and uh, really launching into those types of markets. So over the next five years, our goal would be to really, really develop you know, strong relationships there and see where you know the world takes us. We're able to go anywhere as long as we can have the culture that understands how to use their products and boards. And if not, then we can educate and uh, sell in that market. So growing that would be very important for us. What would you say has been the hardest part of starting the business so far? Honestly, I would say believing in yourself and the abilities that you have as a person. I came into this business. So I'll speak for me personally. I came into this business not knowing anything about business. I've never run a business, um, have worked mostly behind a desk and phone, a computer. And uh, I just never believed I would have skills to actually do something like run a business. And so the constant thought in the back of my mind is what, how, why is it me behind this chair? Why is, you know, why do I have this title? I don't have any credentials. I have no schooling. I think that self-doubt has been the hardest thing for me, believing in myself and believing the skills that I have. And our business coach always tells us, nobody knows your business better than you. Nobody can run it better than you. And um, I'm getting to understand that that's true, but it's definitely taken me a lot of time. And I think that self-doubt has really, you know, kept me back personally as, as I'm growing and, and hasn't helped me grow as fast as I really could grow um, if I gave it my all. So that's been definitely the most challenging. Yeah, for sure. That's one of those things where it's kind of like a lot of people starting business, they almost like conflate like ignorance with stupidity where it's like, mm -hmm. just because you don't know how to do a thing doesn't mean that you can't do it. Right. Exactly. Um, it's like, just because I can't braid hair doesn't mean I shouldn't be a dad. Right. It's like, yeah, you, totally. you can look it up on YouTube. You can look up how to run ads. Um, yeah. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's a, uh, that's a really important lesson to kind of overcome. Totally. But awesome. Well, before we wrap this up, I want to give you one more chance to plug your company and tell everyone how to find you. Yes. Oh, awesome. So you can find us on linliana.com, L-Y-N-N-L-I-A-N-A.com. We also have discount codes. So anybody that is listening can get a 20% off discount code, which is a really good one for us. Um, if you use passion 20 um, in the discount code section, then you get 20% off and uh, check us out on Instagram. We're always doing videos, reels, showing you how to do charcuterie. Lynn Liana Designs um, is our Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, all of the different social media platforms. We even have a TikTok. Starting to get used to under, you know, learning that and, and using TikTok more, but it's definitely a work in progress. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa. It was great talking to you today. Thank you so much, Drew. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.